Um, ultimately, across Australia, uh, churches can be planting churches, can be planting churches, and, and, and starting new congregations, I, I think, is really, is really key. And we have several denominations that are passionate about it. Actually, the research project we're doing right now is on kind of the characteristics of effective Australian church planters um, in partnership with several denominations. Uh, let the, the, lead, the lead denomination or group would be the Geneva Push, but we've got Anglicans and Pentecostals and Presbys and Baptists all involved in the, in the research. So I, I think it's great. I, I think um, we're going to see and need hundreds, thousands of more churches evangelized into existence uh, across Australia as the gospel continues to, to, really, to really be at work there. You know, last time I was there, I preached down at, uh, uh, I think they, they changed the name, but I think it was York Street, St. Philip's uh, Anglican there, right in downtown business district, the CBD in, uh, in in Sydney, and one of the things I loved about the church was is, is the heritage. You go down to the basement, and it talks about being a new church started, um, and, and and yet out of that church came so many other churches. Well, I think I think we need a, a new explosion of that kind of church planting uh, across Australia, so that the gospel might be advanced. Some groups are getting a hold of that and, and are running with it. Uh, other groups, it's kind of new, but ultimately, it's just biblical stuff that we need to be engaged in. And I just think, uh, you know, we need more up-and-coming church planners. And uh, but let's let's be honest about it, mate. You've really got to be crazy to be a church planner because it's a difficult <laughs> job. You, you you don't have a life. You don't have money. You don't have time. Uh, it, it is one of the. It is probably one of the most high-pressure jobs, but one of the most important jobs on the planet. Hey. Yeah, yeah, no question. I mean, to basically, uh, you know, go in an area that you, you went there to Brisbane, where there are churches, but certainly there's a, there's a great dearth and a great need for, for, for many, many more. Um, and, and to go and to just start from scratch is really is really a pretty remarkable thing. Is that is that an expression used there? Start from scratch. Yeah, yeah, that's good. We use that in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. Sometimes the sometimes the <laughs> euphemisms don't translate across cultures. Uh, but but to really just start the church from 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 the beginning and from scratch and to and to evangelize and to start a new congregation. I mean, it's 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 kind of a as you said, crazy thing. It's certainly an incredible risky thing. And I think that your listeners and their churches and we can all be involved in this in some way to to help sponsor churches. Maybe some people are feeling called to be a church planner or whatever else it may be. Now, the other thing I'm uh, curious about to ask you, I remember reading about Nikki Gumbel in uh, Holy Trinity Brompton in the UK. Uh, they have offered to the Church of England, if there's any churches that have an aging congregation that are dwindling and they're probably going to have to sell their building, he said, talk to me, I'll send out some of my younger guys and uh, we'll take over the, the church and, and revitalize it. And apparently they're you know, really turning the tide in the UK. Uh, do you think Australia should look at that model as well? Because we've got a lot of older churches here that, that aren't really getting filled up. You know, I think, I think actually some places in Australia are. I, remember, I know Anglican Church, I don't remember the name, in Adelaide's doing things of that sort. So I do think the model makes sense. Um, and, and, I, and depending upon the, the level of it, you mentioned, of course, what they're doing uh, in, at Holy Trinity Brompton uh, has, has had a great impact. I mean, Justin Welby, the new Archbishop of Canterbury, is sort of part of that, that, that community. Um, but sometimes the churches are empty and they're turned over and they start a new congregation in. Sometimes they bring people in alongside. So absolutely, I think I think we need all kinds of models to revitalize churches, uh, to plant churches. I've actually written and done more research on church revitalization than church planting. So, so I, I think if we're going to see the gospel spread, the communities impacted across Australia, it's going to be dying churches re- revitalized, uh, struggling churches refocused, and just churches from scratch, as you've done at, at, at New Hope Brisbane. 
uh, churches from scratch that are started and press forward for the gospel. And mate, I just love that we've got guys like you who are really smart to help guys like me uh, get on the right track. Because uh, you know, let, let's face it, there's a there's a lot of uh, young pastors that are out there, and they've got a bit of training, they've got a bit of experience, but they've just got a lot of zeal and enthusiasm. And we need guys like you who've got what have you got two two masters degrees, two doctorates. Uh, you know, we need guys like you to, to give us advice. So so speak to me now, like I'm a, a brand Brand new, uh, you know, church planner. I've just, I've just stepped out. What's your best advice to a church planner that's just started a new congregation? How does he reach his community? Yeah, first I would say to you, what in the world were you thinking? <laughs> uh, but once we, once we get beyond that, and, and there you are, you know, you're going at it at New Hope Brisbane. What I would say is that you want to, you know, really begin to introduce yourself to the community, established church too, but as a new church in particular, by showing and sharing the love of Jesus to a broken and hurting world. And so don't be, you know, don't, don't be embarrassed or afraid to say, how can we find ways to meet needs, to meet people, to engage in conversations, so that ultimately uh, we can begin the first halting steps of maybe, maybe a small group that meets in a home. I remember the first church I started in the inner city of Buffalo, New York, among the urban poor, and the first Bible study we had, nobody showed up, just Donna and I. She said it was a good thing because the, the Bible study was kind of boring that night. Uh, but the next week, we had two people show up. And then over you know weeks and months and years, we began to have others. And so it begins with a, just, a, just a small seed, right? And then, it, then, then as you're faithful and you continue to share the gospel and build relationships, it, it grows from there. So my exhortation to anyone planning a church or partnering with a church planner, as maybe most of our listeners could do, is just to recognize this is a this takes some time. Uh, it takes some some focus. Uh, churches can plant churches in new communities. Um, you know, you can send out missionaries who are going to be the missionary church planners. But recognize it's going to take some time. It's going to take some relationships. So ultimately, the gospel can be communicated and a church can be planted there. And mate, just on another related topic, I know that you're based. Is it Nashville, Tennessee, where you're based? It is, mate. That's where all the best Christian artists in the world are based. You know, we we love Christian music here on Christian radio and everything. Have you got you know Toby Mac or Amy Grant or Michael W. Smith in your church? Who are you connecting with there? <laughs> yeah, we all hang around together. <laughs> um, no, <laughs> no uh, it is funny. We actually have the uh, country music songwriter of the year in our church, uh, but it is true that that you can you know pretty much bring a lot of uh, people together. And, and what's funny is 10th Avenue North is the street I walk on after I park my car oh. to get to work. And so so it is literally, we're between 9th and 10th Avenue North, and that's what the band's named after is the street in Nashville. So so it is it is kind of, it, it is unique to be in this context. But plenty of lost people, plenty of ministry opportunity. I, like you, I've planted a church and I pastor as a, in my case, I pastor as a volunteer. It's my, my full-time job is at LifeWay Research. So, uh, so, so we do have lots of musicians, and we run into them uh, from time to time, country and, uh, and, and Christian as well, but also all kinds of genre, genres. Right now, Nashville is the new it city in the United States, uh, replacing Austin, which is sort of famous for its music venues. That's now the mantle has fallen to us. So it's a great opportunity for gospel work as well. Now, mate, the other thing that you're involved with is the Gospel Project. Uh, you, the executive editor, it's a curriculum used more by by more than four hundred thousand individuals each week. Tell us about that. Yeah, it's actually up to six hundred thousand now. Oh. Um, we launched it about eighteen months, two years ago. It just exploded, uh, and now people all over the world, people having churches in Australia uh, use it as well. And what it is, it's a curriculum that you can use for children, for students, for adults. And um, what what it does, matter of fact, 
Uh, I'm actually in in 13 minutes from now. I'll be leading a small group in my home for adults <laughs> using the Gospel Project curriculum. And and what it is, it's basically a uh, a study that kind of helps people go a little deeper theologically. Always rooted in the mission of God, pointing to the big story of redemption. You know, creation, fall, redemption, and restoration. So we, what we wanted to do, we have a, a euphemism here. We wanted to put the cookies a little higher on the shelf, um, so it's not just kind of baseline Bible study, but but it kind of has on ramps. But we want to take people deeper. You know, we we think that, for example, if students in high school can can study algebra, then they can learn some theology in church. So, and the response has just been amazing. Like I said, from uh, in a couple of years, from zero to six hundred thousand people every week uh, using the Gospel Project, and and people can find more. If they just Google the Gospel Project, it's easy to find and lots of information about what we're doing. It's an honor to be able to catch up with you on the phone today. We need guys like you to inspire people to uh, plant churches and to make sure we're uh, uh, reaching out to the world. And I just think uh, it's a, a blessing to have you on the show. I reckon your history maker, Ed Stetzer, thanks for your time. Thank you, my friend. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv. There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. And you can find out about History Makers TV. We are a faith-based ministry and we appreciate every donation. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ to the nations of the world. If you'd like to partner with us, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater. And why don't you go and make history? History Makers. Order your flash drive with 20 of the best History Makers interviews now at historymakers.tv for just $19.95. All proceeds will help History Makers Radio and TV share the gospel all around the world. Order now at station sponsor, historymakers.tv. You'll hear interviews from Mark Burnett, producer of the Bible series and Survivor. Musicians like Paul Coleman, Mark Schultz and George McArdle from the Little River Band. Also Kate Brax, winner of MasterChef 2011, former Olympian Elka Whalen and many more. Order now at historymakers.tv.